Welcome to the CXM Experience. I'm Grad Khan, CXO at Sprinkler, Chief Experience Officer. And you know, when we like to talk about experiences, we typically talk about them from a customer standpoint. Uh, how do customers envision those experiences? How do they visualize them? How do we tell stories about those experiences? How do we make them memorable? And so I'll talk a little bit more about what we call experience selling in the next uh, week or so. But today I want to talk about the week we just ended. So um, uh, the week that uh, just ended was the annual sales meeting for Sprinkler. And I can't get into an awful lot of detail because you know, obviously much of it, if not most of it, is confidential. But I did want to talk a little bit about the experience that we landed because uh, it was a really, really interesting experience. So our annual sales kickoff meeting, uh, known as ASKO, A-S-K-O, uh, occurs this time every year, so end of February. Last year, we were in person in Orlando, uh, and you know the uh, executive leadership team goes on stage. There's lights, there's action, there's fog, there's lasers, um, and uh, there's you know sharks with lasers. Uh, it's a little Austin Powers joke, uh, and and it really is like a spectacular uh, event, and people are meeting and from around the world and. You know, having beers and exchanging ideas and talking to each other, and it was, it was wonderful. And last year, we actually did it uh, in Orlando this time. It was literally the last event I went to before COVID hit two weeks later. So it was right on the bubble, and we just, we just sort of squeaked it in. This year, obviously, we didn't do it in person. We did it virtually. And so what I want to talk about is the virtual experience that landed at ASCO and sort of how that played out and maybe make a couple observations if you're thinking about doing your own virtual sales meeting or virtual webinar or virtual conference or whatever. So first of all, overall, it was, you know, pretty awesome. And, and I would say that pretty awesome isn't necessarily what I would have guessed a year ago. If you were to tell me a year ago that we won't be in person next year, we're going to be just doing it virtually, I'd be so darn, I'd be, feel disappointed, right? I'd think that's not going to be great. But actually, you know, overall, it was great. And uh, I think there were three things that kind of jumped out to me that made it great. One was, you know, the content was essentially the same, right? So the, the content was sort of unsullied by the virtual nature of it. So we still did decks. We still had our ELT speeches. We still had amazing customer talks. We still had amazing customer live panel. We still had all sorts of, you know, deep dives across multiple parts of the product, particularly in the AI area, because Sprinkler is one of the world's most advanced AI platforms. So we spent a bunch of time there arming everyone with the latest information, the latest news, uh, some really great updates on our customer care product. There's been a bunch of UI changes that have made that really exciting. And you know, just like all the stuff we normally do. So all the content was, was still there. Check on that for fidelity. Number two is there was actually a lot of interaction because people are getting pretty good at it. And there was a lot of back and forth and conversation and chat and talk. And, and I think people felt connected and talked to each other and saw each other. And so there was still, I mean, there weren't beers and it wasn't as much sort of face-to-face, -face, obviously, but it was actually still pretty connecty in a, in a pretty good way. Now, we were using, you know, we're just using Zoom. Uh, we used Freeman, that's our event coordinating company. Uh, they did an excellent, excellent job. So kudos to Freeman. Uh, and then uh, we had a great team on our side. Uh, so Sarah Stidwell um, sort of led the charge for Luca Lazarone, our CRO. Sarah did an exceptional job, as always. 
uh, on the production side, Eric Edgerton on videos, uh, Cheyenne Dermoody, who did an amazing job of just kind of pulling the whole event together. And I will say um, my prep. So I did the customer panel and the customer day and the prep that Cheyenne gave me, uh, the way she pulled together the scripts and the work that she did on that was exceptional and world-class. Uh, world, world class. Uh, So was met, made the job a lot easier. And we had uh, support from, from many others, you know, and, and it's like one of those things, like when you do uh, something like uh, an event like this, you've got, you've got to pull in resources from across the company. One person that I think always, I, sh I should, I should mention for sure, cause I, I hate to single out everyone, but um, Margaret Meyer is the graphic designer uh, on our team. And she did actually an amazing job of pulling together all the decks, making everything kind of look seamless, had a really great design and theme for the show this year, which was, was really awesome. And everything was themed tightly to this, to this theme, uh, which I, I'm not going to talk about uh, publicly, but it was a really great, a uh, really great theme. And Margaret did an amazing job. So Great team, kind of made the interaction feel really, really strong. And then the third thing, which I think was the one part of it that was maybe obvious, but maybe surprising, was typically what happens at ASCO is that everyone travels on the weekend, um, arrives, spends the week, and then travels back on the weekend. Um, sometimes they may stay for a day or two. But typically just because of the two weekends and getting ready and going and coming back, we kind of lose about two weeks of sales productivity during the ASCO period of time. You know, at a minimum a week, right? The full week, but it's kind of more than a week. It's kind of up to two weeks. And, um, and so what happened is that didn't happen this year. Um, you know, people were spending time in the events and in the virtual lounges. That all happened. So they were still, there was maybe more focus from a sales standpoint in these areas, but they're still, I, mean, I did a number of very serious customer calls this week. And there was a number of interactions. It, would, it didn't, it wasn't like we had sort of stopped the train uh, and wait, wait for everyone to get on and off and then sort of pick it back up again. So the momentum coming right out of ASCO is quite amazing. Uh, we actually had two very big customer meetings yesterday where ASCO was mostly over end of day Thursday and two big customer meetings yesterday and just like roaring right into them. Also with a lot of new decks and a lot of new content that we could use uh, to make that really relevant. So. That was a really interesting observation and was so compelling that I'd almost say, hmm, I wonder if we shouldn't do these virtual all the time. You know, everyone's like, oh, maybe next year in person, but maybe not next year in person. Maybe the virtual format is, is the way to go overall. So that was, that was interesting. A couple of other observations. Um, we, had some, we had some live entertainment, which was uh, super fun. The, he was a magician and uh, he's from the show... Uh, Magic for Humans, uh, Wilman. And what he did was, I thought, quite interesting the way he set up his gear. So he had a forward-facing camera that he sort of did the show to. And then he had a right-hand camera that he would do asides to. So he'd do an aside. Like, so he'd be like, and then I open the cards, and there's the King of Hearts. And then there's an aside. And there's the King of Hearts. Didn't think I could do it, did you? And so very, it was in a very interesting... And then he had a laugh track. It was not... It wasn't sitcom level half laugh track. It was like almost like chattering, laughing and sort of remarking like the people were online and were all sort of seeing it and reacting to it. I was very subtle. And most people I mentioned it to did not notice it, which was really interesting. So I think we may be experimenting with that here at the CXM experience. Um, but what was really interesting is that 
the aside, when he would do the aside, I would sort of feel like he was talking to me. And when he did the forward-facing camera, it felt like he was talking to the audience, of which I was part. But I was like, I was like, wow, this is like such an interesting mind trip I'm having right now, where basically sometimes it's the audience and sometimes it's me directly. What's that all about? And why am I making that perception shift in my mind? It was, it was pretty interesting. One thing he did that I didn't love, and, um, and this is um, sort of a thing to watch out, is that he did the segment live. And so he was talking to us as Sprinklerites, which was great. Uh, but then he, um, then he, it was hard to tell. At some point, he switched to recorded. And I, I think I think he pulled his son in live. The son's a two-year-old. But I think he pulled his son in live. That worked. And then he kind of, quotation marks, went to the kitchen and um, and did a bunch of stuff in the kitchen and then came back out to the studio. And that was pre-recorded, but he didn't say it was. Uh, then he had a segment of him doing magic with his son where he it was recorded and he did say it was pre-recorded. And you could tell it was like it was quick cuts and takes where he was doing tricks and his son was wrecking them like his son would be showing the magic behind the magic. And um, and that was super fun and super hilarious. And I love that segment. But the part where he went in the kitchen, which was a great trick, it was this very interesting number trick. It was ruined, I think, for me because I felt like he was lying to me by making it seem like it was still alive. And like you could tell like his, his stubble was different length, you know, it was just like it was clearly not the same day. And, and so I, but he did it in a way like I'm switching cameras, like made it seem like he's still in context. So I would say that in this day and age, one of the great things about what we have with Zoom and, and the type of connections we're making is that they can be quite authentic and they can be very real and they can be in, very much in an environment. Um, but I think if you're going to tell people that you're going to switch to recording, I think you need to do that because if people feel like you're tricking them, it takes their head out of the game and then they don't really trust you the same way afterwards. So that'd be one observation I'd make. Um, I'd also make an observation. We had an amazing customer panel. I can't, uh, talk about who was on it or, or what the customers were, but you know, world's greatest brands and some incredible people, um, all of whom, uh, we owe a great debt of gratitude to. They told great stories. That was interesting because, you know, it was really easy to get these really great people to all be together at the same time because they were all just dialing in from their office or their home. And it was kind of neat to me that we were able to access so much of that talent and so much uh, resource so easily. So, again, that might be something that we sort of preserve for the future. Um, I would say that last comment was um, our ELT presentations on the first day. We pre-recorded those. I did mine. Um, just sitting at my desk. Other people did them a little bit more formally in living rooms and family rooms and with fireplaces and there's all sorts of variety as the ELT um, you know, use their homes, but you know, use different places in their homes. And I would say that generally, um, while the presentation content was excellent uh, and we had these really great, um, there's two folks on our team, Joe and Tony, who uh, essentially narrate it. Um, they're both entertainers, but also full-time employees at Sprinkler doing Sprinkler jobs, uh, but sort of have been entertainers or uh, still do some entertainment uh, on the side. And so Joe and Tony have been doing the show for a couple of years. I think my first ASCO, I, I pulled them on stage and just, I love watching them do their thing. They actually do a daily show uh, for the whole company, which has really been amazing for the last almost year. 
But uh, so Joe and Tony narrated it and then they rolled the videos. And I think what we lost by pre-recording the videos is we lost a little bit of that sort of energy and interaction uh, between the ELT. And so I would say that the pre-recorded customer videos I think worked because it would be hard to get the customers to do that much presentation in order. But I think the ELT would have been better live. So that'd be my coaching if anyone had any questions about it. Uh, nonetheless, the nice thing about having all this stuff virtually is that's all recorded. And so we had a platform that people could go into and people can see this content, use this content, read this content, reread the content, rewatch it. And so the, um, it's like a more persistent type of learning and a more persistent type of experience, uh, which I also think is in some ways maybe better and certainly more respectful of people's time zones than when we would do them uh, all live. Uh, last thing I'll comment on is with the live show, you know, I was always, I always felt really badly for folks from Europe to a certain extent, but particularly from Asia, because, you know, we, they were time switched by 12 hours. And so we'd be doing the show running around like crazy on the stage and these people would be in the middle of their own night and they would be tired and sleepy. And it was always, that's always tough to watch and see. And by doing it this way, people can time shift and people can make sure they're fresh to, to get the content and get what they need to do. So that is, uh, that's our ASCO experience. And uh, I had a really good time. Uh, loved doing the customer pieces. That's always my, one of my favorite things to do. Uh, spent a lot of time talking about where that they, they all landed. Uh, built some themes that we've been uh, pursuing the company. I'm not gonna share those, but uh, it was great to be able to theme things up. And uh, that was our ASCO experience for 2021. And we'll see what we do next year. And for the CXM Experience, I'm Brad Kahn, and I'll see you next time.